Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, it's Michael Sudhalter with the Horns Up Half Hour podcast, and we have a very special podcast for you. It is the September edition of the post-board meeting uh, recap podcast. So I'm here with board president Robert Riggs and board vice president Gail Sims. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. Great. Awesome. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is the possible formation of a bond oversight committee. No, that's a great point, uh, Michael. So one of the items that was recommended by the Longhorn Futures Committee uh, at the uh, meeting where they recommended to the board that we proceed with a, a vote from the community on the Bader. And just a quick reminder, the uh, voter-approved tax ratification election, the Bader, is the first of four items that will be on a ballot in November 8th. And the Bader focuses on programs and people. So faculty or teacher salary, um, and programs, that's that's what that uh, uh, item in its uh, proposal A on the ballot will be for. And then on the proposal B, C, and D are all three related bonds uh, that the um, Longhorn Futures Committee recommended to the trustees that we move forward with. And after close review, uh, the board agreed and have agreed to put those on a ballot and those will be elected. In addition to those items, um, the recommendation of the Longhorn Futures Committee was to have an, or a bond oversight committee. And that would be members of the public, uh, folks that would be asked to, if the bonds pass, uh, any one of the four, where they would be um, basically a, an oversight committee that would have full access to the information and spending on those uh, new sources of income, new revenue, and um, would be able to report back to the community as well as to the board on the efficiency and effectiveness of their use. So. Okay, great. And then I know um, at Monday's meeting, we had uh, the new uh, chief financial officer, Carlos Settle, presented the uh, results of the efficiency audit. We did. Um, so Whitney Penn is our auditor, and our, our normal audits come through and are asked to validate uh, the financial statements that are put together by the business office, and that is a normal audit. This audit is very different. Uh, this audit is an efficiency audit. It really is a comparison of how Cedar Hill Independent School District receives and spends funds compared to um, nine other districts within the state. Now, those st those aren't just hand-chosen special districts. Um, there's actually two groups that help identify the best nine to use. One of those groups is the uh, from Texas A&M, and the other is the TEA. And together, those nine uh, those committees recommended and we utilized and we did a comparison that compared Cedar Hill with those nine and then also with the state average. Uh, so the information was thorough. Uh, there were something like 26 different variables and questions that are asked. Um, and those that information now came back. It will be posted on the website for the district. 
and visible to all that want to see it. Um, there were quite a few very interesting slides that, that I would you know, encourage you to take a look at if you're interested in how Cedar Hill is spending compared with the rest. Um, and maybe the most telling slide for me was uh, how uh, Cedar Hill is managing its expenses and for all of those funds that are left over, the, the excess balances at the end of the year, um, the other nine districts you're going to see are growing their um, funds that are on reserve, whereas Cedar Hill is pretty much spending all of the money that we're receiving in and uh, towards trying to better our students, better our scholars, and better our district. Uh, so uh, one, Go ahead, Dale. Oh, Just one thing I wanted to add was this efficiency audit. We were not required to do this. Uh, the legislature decided that if anybody's calling for a Vader or a bond, they would have to do an efficiency audit. But because of the uh, um, storms, they were we were given a year that we didn't have to do it. But Cedar Hill decided to go ahead and do this efficiency audit just as a form of true transparency uh, for our citizens, for our parents, for everyone to see just how we are operating. And those districts, understand, these are districts that are about the same size. Their uh, operating budgets are about the same. Uh, their students, their communities. It, it, it is a uh, apples-to-apples kind of comparison, even though it is all over the state. Whitney Penn, our auditor, does these all over. And as, as um, Trustee Sims identified, this wasn't required by the district. Uh, this actual requirement was on previously, and because of the storms was suspended, but we wanted it to go forward. Whitney Penn has done many of these audits, so they're a reputable firm who's done this many times. I think one of the items that, that may be the most helpful for this is it's, it's sometimes easy for or groups that are for or against a topic to have their own numbers and argue those back and forth. This eliminates that altogether. It just says, here's, here's an outside group auditing us who does this for, for a business, comparing us with nine districts that are comparable in, in many different variables and ways, and comparing us with the state. And it puts those that information out there and just allows you um, um, uh, folks that are visiting the website or people that want uh, to look at that information can see it. It's about a 20-page long audit altogether, so it's not as long as the normal. Um, and it is a comparison that's very easy to read and, and to make your conclusions. Okay. Go ahead. That's it. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Well, the next topic we got to hear from Mr. Edmund, the principal at Collegiate Academy and High School and the Dr. Peggy M. Wilson STEM Center about the things going on at his campus. So what can you tell me about that? Well, uh, I think uh, Mr. Edmonds is looking very closely at how our students are doing as far as their AP scores. And the one thing that I got out of that is um, – he is working with the instructional leaders, the teachers, uh, and all. Everyone's working together collaboratively 
to monitor student progress and to see how they are doing uh, and how they're understanding what needs to be done to get those threes and fours uh, in their AP scores. Robert? I, I think looking, you know, stepping back a little bit from the data and where we are, um, Cedar Hill Collegiate Program is a phenomenal program. Uh, I think the data backs that up. The Cedar Hill students and families in Cedar Hill have a location where they can send their kids to an A-rated school and can achieve at the highest levels um, scholarships and opportunities that uh, bridge from that are there. We also in Cedar Hill have incredible CTE programs that are focused on those that are focused on the trades and moving that direction. And then also through the military and career side of things. So you're going to see the military option. But um, to give kids a choice, to, to give them the opportunity, um, and, and some are going to do well in all three areas, some two out of the three and some just one. one. And, and no matter what kind of um, focus the student has, where their interests lie, there's a place in Cedar Hill where they can do well. And I think that's a powerful tool um, and I want to encourage parents that if they um, want to see some smaller class sizes and want to focus in on the academics exclusively and have the ability to travel and take their their students to those schools um, they're there and ready for them. Okay great and then um, we heard from the Cedar Hill ISD Education Foundation um, yeah. Executive Director Denise Root presented on on Monday night Yes, uh, the Cedar Hill Education Foundation was founded in 2002, and their purpose is to be able to provide to teachers and to campuses funds in order to uh, help them with projects and programs that they would like to have uh, in the classroom on their campuses and all. Um, since uh, August of last year, they gave away more than $120,000. Since their inception, they've given over $800,000. And $120,000 since last August. And some of the things that they're funding are, like I said, teacher grants, uh, student scholarships. They, they honor our teachers of the year. Uh, Playground equipment at Waterford Oaks. Yeah. And just recently, they received a uh, guide, guide Star Gold Seal of Transparency, uh, which uh, says that they are letting people know just exactly how they're spending that money that people are donating. Right now, the Longhorn, uh, what do they call it? The Longhorn Fundraising. Uh, partner program. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is partner. That's the word I needed. The Long Home Partner Program is going on uh, for uh, teachers, administrators, everyone to be able to give uh, to uh, the Education Foundation. Uh, they also have, during the year, different activities and different fundraisers. But the most recent will be coming up on October 21st. They're having their purpose Purses or purpose with purpose. Purses with 
purpose. I'll on uh, that. yep, it's going to be on Saturday, October twenty second. Twenty second. I'm sorry, yeah. the twenty second. I know it was in, in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's uh, kind of a bingo raffle, uh -huh. and the winners walk away with high dollar purses, and at the same time they're raising money uh, to give back. Within the district. It's great. It, it, it is absolutely great. Um, Denise Rue did a great presentation. She has great enthusiasm. They've done a couple changes uh, in this year, and they're trying some things out. Normally, they take um, requests for grant funding from teachers from throughout the district and give them uh, the following year. This year, they're going to actually have three funding opportunities and they'll be given out immediately. So those um, teachers that have ideas or want to see progress made in certain areas, they can do a grant proposal to the uh, chef group, to the Cedar Hill Education Foundation, and um, fill out those forms, and they'll pursue it. Uh, on today, it, it is um, a North Texas Giving Day. And so, yeah, as we film it today, and so uh, I believe this is available for the next couple days, um, that where they'll continue to do matches throughout, and uh, based on giving that's done to different charitable organizations, there's additional support that groups become aware of and, and can access to. So I want to encourage you, if, if you are thinking um, about how you can support Cedar Hill students, uh, through a grant process that's managed by a group that's been around a long time and knows what to look for, um, this is a great group to invest your money. Okay, great. And then I know we've had some new hires um, at the meeting. Uh, Paula McBride was promoted to um, Carlos Settle's old position in the business office. And then Latasha Brown is back in the district where she's a Cedar Hill citizen. And she's going to be back in the district as an assistant principal at Lakeridge. And then we have uh, Miss Johnson, who will be a math coordinator. So tell me about uh, Crystal Johnson. Yeah, tell me about those hires. You know, I, I, I was really excited to see uh, one of our own being promoted and one of our own coming back uh, to uh, the district. Uh, uh, Paula McBride has been with us since uh, 2020. She has her master's in accounting, and she's bringing that knowledge and that information and uh, just continuing on in the district to be uh, an, an assistance to uh, our new CFO, uh, Ms. Settles, and uh, um, what's her name, Crystal Johnson, I'm sorry. Uh, she is coming to us from Dallas. Uh, she was uh, an, an coordinator, a curriculum coordinator uh, for K through K through two math and science uh, with Dallas ISD. And she's coming to us as the math coordinator uh, here uh, in our district as well. And then Latosha Brown is coming back to us as Lake Ridge uh, assistant principal. She went to another district, not mentioning names, <laughs> uh, for probably just an extended uh, an, an ability to learn a little bit more uh, to uh, just extend her knowledge. And we are 
getting the benefit from it by her coming back to us. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I know today we had a college fair, and um, I was, it was great to see Texas A&M there. And then we saw some Kansas schools like Emporia and Wichita State. I wish I'd seen KU there, but maybe we'll have to make a call up to Lawrence to see if they can uh, – Come, but on a serious note, there were like colleges from one coast to the other, and all the kids were engaged, and it was really neat to see. Wow, yeah. Emporia, I can say with Emporia, they are a great teaching uh, right. yeah. university. Yeah. They bring out some good teachers from there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's good to see that they were there. Great, yeah. great. Yeah, and then um, next week, keeping up with that college theme is Gear Up Week. So those gear up classes are now juniors and seniors if you can believe it i believe they were in middle school wow. when they started this this uh, initiative but they're now juniors and seniors so next all of next week is going to be gear up week mm-hmm. very good it's such a great opportunity to have all of those colleges on campus for the students to be able to get out and identify start talking and having discussions and hearing about what their grades or what their sat uh, scores or what uh, different programs or involvement that they've had in community, how that's going to be received by different recruiters, how well admissions departments are going to uh, evaluate their resume when it comes down to it. And I think that at an early time in the semester is great to re- refocus students and to remind them it's not about football or all the other things that can, can be great distractions, really great uh, enjoyment, but it's a it's a reminder of you know taking things seriously, focusing on the important stuff, and, and really spending the time and energy and getting after it. So that's great. It's wonderful for the community outreach, but also bringing the community into the schools really challenges our students. So I think it's a, a great use of our time and energies. And uh, I like the fact that they are coming to our students. Uh, because they can't afford to be all over and go to uh, all the different places and all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Schools are coming to them so that that gives them the opportunity to visit with different ones. Yeah. All right, well, thank you both so much, and I uh, appreciate your time this afternoon. Sure. Thank you.